At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. It is here. It is draft day. It is Christmas morning for a lot of people. So excited for today. Ryan Rostin of the Philadelphia City Cast is going to join us. We'll do a little crossover. We'll do a, a mock draft. We'll, we'll both give our top 10 here. Uh, we'll do some NBA playoffs. So excited for today. You know, a couple days ago, I didn't have too many bets in the draft. I've added a few here. So uh, I'm into it. I, I am very much into it. All the different scenarios flying around. Walker continues to steam up to be the number one pick. Uh, there's whispers that, hey, don't rule out a Quanu. Still could be Hutchinson. So uh, no, nobody really knows anything. There's a few things I have a good feeling about, but I don't know that anything's written in stone here. So we'll go through it with Ryan. And this is really, you know, one of the better days of the year in terms of a, if you're a sports fan, the draft, just because of the time of the year it comes in where, you know, it's a Thursday night and I'm old enough to remember when it was sat, it started Saturday at noon. It would go all weekend. I kind of missed that. I kind of preferred that, but it's still just a great event, a great time when you have one eye on the draft. You got NBA playoff games with the Raptors and Sixers tonight, and Utah and Dallas uh, as both road teams look to close out the series. Um, and you have baseball with the Yankees in action today. Mets are off, so sometimes and usually the NHL playoffs are this night too so you some of these nights where baseball your baseball team's playing nba playoffs draft nhl playoffs it's just it's it's an incredible event i think back to two years ago when sports were shut down during the pandemic that boy how much fun was that draft when you had no sports forever we just sat here and analyzed this draft before and after because it was the first you know so-called sporting event we'd had in months and the first in the last one we'd have 
until what pretty much the end of July when baseball finally came back. So excited for it tonight. We'll get through it with Ryan. Just wanted to touch quickly on the baseball. Mets lose yesterday. Kind of a bad loss. You know, they fall behind one nothing. All right. You know, they're due to lose one. They've been playing extremely well. But they rally back. They have a 4-1 lead. Had a chance to add extra runs. Couldn't do it. And then Carrasco just got bombed. Uh, next thing you know, they're down, what, 8-4, eight, 9-4. Eight, four, four. They rallied in a 6 where they got a couple hits. Canna, who's played great for them, and I think it was Guillaume, both had hits and got thrown out on the bases. Down four runs in the sixth inning, which you can't have. Uh, and, of course, Mets keep getting hit. They finally retaliated, go up and into Arenado. Uh, the Cardinals flip out. Arenado flips out. Bench is clear. Nothing like a good baseball, bro. I kind of enjoyed it. Look, you don't want anybody getting hit in the head with a baseball, 95 miles an hour. But uh, kind of enjoy when the bench is clear. You get a little animosity between these teams. If they play again here in a month, that'll be interesting. So the Mets, all right, you can afford to drop one. Would have liked to close that out yesterday and sweep them. But 14-6, and six, still minus 110 at Bet Rivers to win the division. I still think that's a good bet as you go through the division odds here. Uh, Atlanta continues to struggle. And they are, as we go to the Bet Rivers app here, the Mets minus 110. The Braves are... A plus number here at plus 165 to win the division at Bet Rivers. And, you know, I, I still like the Mets. I still think that's value in terms of, you know, what they have with the pitching, with DeGrom coming back at some point, the lineup. They're just deeper in Atlanta. I mean, it's only 20 games in, but Atlanta just has not played well. And the Mets already have a, a pretty sizable cushion here. Is the, uh, the Braves plus 165. Phillies plus 525. The Marlins 17 to 1. If you're looking for just a little fun, just a little sprinkle to have something to root for all summer, probably not going to win it. Probably don't have enough offense to win it. And uh, you never want to make a bet you don't think is going to win, even though it's good value. Uh, 17 to 1 is not, not terrible. Now, again, it could be 170 to 1. Uh, if it doesn't win, it doesn't win. And you never want to make a bet you don't think is going to win. But just in terms of a number, that number probably is a little high at 17 to 1. Uh, with all that pitching, they are just loaded with pitching. As Lopez threw the ball again well last night, Washington is 100 to one. Uh, that is not too high. That is that is appropriately priced there at 100 to one. So, I still like the Mets minus 110. I think they're gonna keep playing well here, and they got a chance to run and hide. I believe they are at Philly tomorrow night. Yankees uh, win again, beat Baltimore. They are a quiet little 12 and six here. I told you they're pretty good. I mean, I, I wanted to complain about them. It's more the off season. It's more the fact that they had a chance to go from a good team to a juggernaut. Look, if you add Seager or Freeman to this team, look, I have no issue with Rizzo, so Rizzo's fine. But if you had Freeman and Seager instead of Rizzo and kind of Falefa, this team, instead of being 92, 93, 94 wins, could be 98, 99, 100 wins. So that's the frustrating aspect of the Yankees. The pitching's been dominant. I mean, the pitching's been really, really good. Bullpen's been outstanding. Still don't trust Chapman at the end. You know, there's a lot of parallels with the New York teams, both in first place. I think there's value in both of them to win the division. Uh, you know, both of them have really good starting pitching. Both of them have good lineups. Both of them in first place now. And both of them, the one thing you worry about, a little shaky at the end. Diaz can be all over the place. You worry about him walking the ballpark. Same thing with Chapman. Uh, I'll say this, though. Yankees at 12-6. and six, The Mets at 14-6. and six. Subway Series games are going to be a lot of fun. Usually that's what, middle of the summer. I'll have to check when those are. Those games are going to be fun. Highly competitive. Uh, hopefully DeGrom, I don't know if I got to check when they are again and see if, if DeGrom can be back for them. But if you get DeGrom versus the Yankees in some of these games, I always love those those Subway Series games. They're a lot of fun. They have a lot of juice. Uh, those series, those games, those series will be outstanding because both teams are really good. 
hey, you can't rule out a, a Subway Series in the World Series. It's not impossible. Really not impossible. The Dodgers are obviously uh, the favorite in the National League. And there's there's look, there's the Blue Jays. There's lots of teams to go through. It's, it's far from a certainty. But uh, I wonder if Bet Rivers, we can get them to post a New York, New York World Series future on. Because that would be a hell of a... A hell of a World Series, and boy, these series are going to be a lot of fun this summer. So, Yankees in action today. What do we got? Tyone against Zimmerman. Yankees laying one and a half if you want the run line. Minus 235. Um, and then the Yankees team total over four and a half. I'll go over four and a half. Yankees are starting to swing the bats as Gallo's hit a couple homers now uh, after going a couple weeks without hitting one. Stan hit, hit one, and he usually hits them in bunches. Uh, Judge is swinging the bat. LeMahieu swinging the bat. So, with the Yankees be able to win today, make it six in a row, uh, and they play Kansas City this weekend, they are still plus 235 to win the division. So Yanks have played well. Now, it's been a soft schedule. It's been a really soft schedule. I mean, they played the Red Sox that first weekend, then they played the Blue Jays for, I think it was four games after that. Since then, it's been a lot of, you know, the Orioles, and it's been the Guardians, and it's been the Orioles again. It's been a soft schedule, uh, the Tigers, but look, off to a good start. Usually they, they struggle early. Weather still hasn't warmed up. So I like where the Yankees are at. I, I do think they're a good value to win the division as well. Plus 235 at Bet Rivers. To me, that's a toss-up between them and Toronto. I don't like Boston's pitching enough to win the division. Tampa doesn't look the same. Their pitching's not great either. They're just running out. Every day they run out a guy uh, to, as a starting pitcher. Like, who is that? What's Rasmussen? Uh, some other guy? I mean, they're just that's not big-time starting pitching. But McClanahan is really good. Uh, and Bass is good, but he's hurt. Glasnow, who knows where he is. Uh, it's just not great 100-win starting pitching. I don't know how they won 100 games last year. I mean, I guess the pitching was a little healthier, but um, and it's a well-run organization. It's a it's a smart franchise, but I don't like Tampa. I think it's a two-horse race between the Yankees and the Blue Jays, at least the way it stands now. Uh, we'll get to Ryan here in a minute. So Yankees team total over 4.5, and, and I like the Yankees. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid to lay the run in half. I like the Yankees today. Uh, let's get to Ryan here in a minute, but first, some Bet River specials. Justin Verlander to record over six and a half strikeouts versus the Rangers, plus 117. That's boosted up. And then, let's see, Giants and draft, Jets to draft over two and a half offensive players combined in the top 10 of round one. That's plus 250. So let's think about that. Giants and Jets. So you got to draft three, three offensive players out of your four picks. Uh, I, I think the Giants, and I should mention the draft here before, Ryan, I do think the Jets will pick Aquano at four. I would lean towards the Giants picking Cross at five. I, I'm more confident with the Jets four at Aquano. I feel really good about that, but I think they would probably go pass rusher at 10. Uh, plus 250 is interesting. It's worth, a, it's worth a little sprinkle, but my guess is it's 2-2. Two, two. I think they go two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, just because I think... You know, it's not impossible the Giants go receiver. At plus 250, that's not a bad bet. So Giants and Jets to draft over two and a half offensive players in the top 10. So you got four top 10 picks between the two teams. If you draft three or four offensive players, you cash your plus 250. Uh, that's a fun one. Again, that's a fun one. I think that's 50-50. So if you're getting plus 250 and something's 50-50, maybe it's worth a shot. Because I do think Aquanu is the Jets pick at four if he's there. I'm less confident, but I'll go cross at five. I could see Neil. I could definitely see an offensive lineman. Daniel Jeremiah had in his latest mock draft, he had them taking Garrett Wilson at seven, taking a receiver. Uh, would they do that? Maybe. It's not impossible. Uh, then I think at 10, Jermaine Johnson, if he's there, which he might not be because his numbers moved here at Bet Rivers. is over under seven and a half. 
Uh, so maybe he's not there at 10 and then opens things up. Maybe the Jets could take a receiver. So that plus 250 uh, is actually pretty good. Like I said, Walker keeps steaming up to be the number one pick. He's now minus 350 at Bet Rivers. Uh, after that, it's sort of anybody's guess. You hear people say Thibodeau's in the mix. He, they, the Lions like him over Hutchinson. You hear other people say, no, they like Hutchinson. Uh, they, the Thibodeau pick is only if Hutchinson goes one or Aquano goes one, then they'll go with Thibodeau. So we'll find out soon enough. I think we've heard it both ways. The number would seem to suggest it's Walker. So I'm going to figure Walker goes one. I'll be boring. I'll go Walker one, Hutchinson two. Uh, not sure about three. I guess a corner. And then I think a Quanu four with the Jets. My guess would be cross five with the Giants. But again, that one I'm not totally sure on. Uh, and then they pick again at seven. And it'll depend who's on the board. And lots of different variations. Lots of uncertainty. Which usually this time of the uh, time of the draft. Usually, you know, hours before the draft. We have a little more certainty. Remember last year we knew Lawrence was one. And we knew Wilson was two. And the draft kind of starts at three. This year we, uh, we don't know as much. So makes it a little more uncertain. Makes it fun. Makes it fun to bet too. Because the options are... Uh, sort of endless here with, you know, if this guy goes here, then that guy goes there. It's uh, definitely more unpredictability, more volatility. So go to betrivers.com, go to the BetRivers app, check out all of their draft props. Only got a few hours, so let's get them in. Let's, uh, let's enjoy the draft. Coming up next, Ryan Rothstein, who's his top 10? Is he worried about the Sixers making history and blowing a 3-0 lead? I would be. That is next. This is the New York City Cats presented by BetRivers Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook, crossover time. Host of the Philadelphia City Cast, Ryan Rothstein. Ryan, it's uh, w- let's do some mock drafts, but let's uh, let's first have some therapy time because it's three two. Last we talked, it was three zero, and I want this to be a safe space for you. I want to know all your feelings. Again, nobody's going to judge you. Just let it all out, man. How are you feeling? Um, this space that doesn't feel safe. I'll, I'll say that to start, but um, yeah, I'm not feeling great. I'm not feeling great, Will. This is, listen, we all have heard it a million times by now. No team in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. That's eventually going to get broken, I guess is the way to describe yeah, it. like four days from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. Why not? It'd be, uh, you know, it come from Doc Rivers, right? Why not? Boy, I can't even imagine Twitter. I mean, it's almost to the point where we all see it coming. I mean, the bubble one was bad. He's had some three ones that were bad. This one we kind of see coming a mile away. I'm shocked that Philly's one-and-a-half-point favorites tomorrow. I'm really surprised. I thought the eight was too high. When did they play? Monday night? You could have gotten the Raptors plus 475 on the money line just for the second half, and they ended up winning that second half, too, on the money line. Uh, I'm shocked the Raptors are getting a point and a half. I love Toronto tomorrow. So I'm guessing you didn't hear what Doc had to say today. He spoke to the media at practice. He said, "Take he said, take the one and a half." <laughs> yeah, he said, "Take." He said, "You know what? Don't even take the points. Take Toronto money line." So I'm gonna follow his advice now. But someone, uh, I forget who, one of the the Sixers guys here on the beat in Philly asked him about his track record of blowing series leads, and he said, "I mean, obviously he made a bunch of excuses. Like, what else would we have expected?" Right. Um, 
I'll try and get through it quick. He went, you know, no one gives me credit. It's amazing how all I hear about is how I'm the reason that uh, I've blown so many 3-1 series leads. And he says, you know, when I was in Orlando the first time I did it, uh, we were an eight seed. And we went up 3-1 over the NBA champ Detroit Pistons. But no one gives me credit for that. And then he said, and then uh, in L.A., I think that was the next one, in L.A., Chris Paul, I didn't have Chris Paul for two games, and we still got a 3-1 series lead. No one gives me credit for that. I'm like, bro, are you serious right now? Like, that's your answer? Yeah, and he had uh, – he was up. I don't think he had one with Boston, like you said. He did have one where he's up 3-2 in the finals against the Lakers. Now, game six and seven, that was back when six and seven uh, were still at the top seed, and they, they lost. That was 2010. But, boy, he's had a bunch of them. This one, I don't even know. What would the fallout be? I mean, you get rid of the coach. I guess that's a given. Do you not bring Harden back? How do you – like, what do you do here if you lose this 3-0? It's hard to just run this back, but I don't know what other options you have. Now, obviously, they're still, they're still a favorite to get out. Joking aside, I think they'll probably find a way to win Game Seven. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they're not. Um, do, you, do you actually really think they're going to lose the series? Like I, I, I do, but I also, <laughs> I also like don't a little bit. I know that's a terrible answer, but like the way they've been playing, they're not going to win. Yeah. So feels like Toronto. You know, I, I just out. I don't have a crystal ball. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to turn it up just a little bit because in the past two games, will they played terrible ball and with like four or five minutes to go you're still sitting there like all right turn it on for a four minute stretch and you win this game and they couldn't do that so it's like are we giving them that much of a you know critique that they're not going to be able to figure out to get one win here yeah i mean i watched uh all the game three i watched some of the game four what was on monday i was watching the nets and i was watching baseball so i mean i was doing the, the flip around and you need multiple tvs this time of year and B looked horrible that first game with the Thunder. Did he look any better? To me, he's still hurt and Harden's shot. That's what's concerning to me. Harden's washed and B's hurt. It feels like Toronto's figured some things out. Without Van Vliet, there's not really a spot for Philly to hunt. There's no mismatches. And I think Toronto's not doubling Harden. They're realizing, you know what? We can play this guy one-on-one, -on -one, straight up. Don't help. That's hurting Maxi's game. Uh, how did Harden, how did, uh, how did MB look on Monday? He looked awful. Yeah. Um, he, in the first quarter, he had like 12 points. He looked good. And you're sitting there saying, all right, you know, but this is, you know, he's going to he's gonna have a big night and they're going to figure out how to get a win here. And then he just went, he went silent. He went missing in action. They couldn't get into their offense, the Sixers. I mean, they were getting Embiid the ball at like the three-point line at the top of the key with like six seconds on the shot clock. That was almost every single possession. A lot of standing around. Um, so, like, if he's not going and if he's not right, it's sort of a trickle-down effect. That's what it looks like. So... He needs to just figure out a way to just get like shot up with a painkiller, uh, double up the dose, and figure out a way to get one game, one more good game to get out of this round. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I got some futures tickets on Philly, and boy, even if they get out of this series somehow, uh, the way they've looked, I, I don't know how they're getting by Miami. I, I would have picked them, I think, to beat Miami the way they were playing and beat healthy. Even Embiid at 75, 80%, he's just so good and so dominant. They need him to be 100%. I don't know how you, even if you get out of this series, how you beat Miami if he's not going to be the Embiid that you know we know. No, I, I, I'm 100% with you. Like At this point, Sixers fans and myself included, it's just, please get out of this round. 
like please just close it out but next round they don't have a shot it's There's too no bad way. because they i think they did have a shot in the next round and same thing happened last year with the mcl sort of similar too, where right in from game three to game four series was over oh by the way you get this tweet uh you know and he's dealing with a torn ligament in his thumb that's right after what was it the friday between game three and game four and it was like oh my yep. god remember last year it was game four against washington the series is over uh, you know, the series is completely over. They're up three games to none. They're killing him every night. And then he tears what his MCL, he hurts his knee, doesn't come back. It's just boy, it's it's eerily similar to last year. Uh while we're discussing this real quick, do you have a play then for, for game six? Oh, Sixers Toronto. one and a half yeah, point I favorites. I love Toronto. I, I don't know how yeah. they, I, I'm look, I, I like I said, I ultimately think Philly just from an odd standpoint, I think they're gonna win just because game seven's at home and you do have two chances to win one game. So it'd be stupid to be like, all right, Toronto's going to win both of them. I kind of think, look, I think game seven would be really close. I, I do think we're going to a game seven. I'd be shocked if Philadelphia, you know, kind of gutted up tomorrow, one on the road. That would actually surprise me. I actually think that's a bad line. Uh, last I looked, it was one and a half. Philly favored. I don't know how Philly's favored. No, I I, I agree. I, I don't know what they're basing it off of just because they were up 3-0. Like, yeah. it, it's they're not going to be able to go on the road now and get a win in Toronto. That place is a nightmare to play in. Sixers have struggled historically there. Uh, it, it's coming back to Philly. Toronto like, has I, no I fear of them, that. too. Toronto has no fear of them whatsoever. Nope. No, they're, and they're playing with house money. Yeah, they're young. They're cocky. I mean, they're athletic. They don't They don't care. They don't fear Philly. They probably look. If you're Toronto, you probably feel like you should be up three games to two. Uh, definitely. Embiid hits a circus shot, yeah. essentially, to win that game three. You're up 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. The games go differently if it's 2-1. And it, uh, from that standpoint, maybe Philly gets one of these games, plays with more urgency. But, yeah, I, boy, this would be a, this would be an all-timer. Uh, I don't know what you do. I guess you just bring in a new coach. And I guess, how, what do you do about Harden? How are you going to give this guy $250 million? Like, how are you going to do it? Uh, reluctantly. Yeah. I mean, more that Maury loves him, so I, I'd be shocked after everything this Sixers franchise went through. Um, and Daryl was so happy that he able to pull he was able to pull that off. I think they're going to keep him, and I'm, you're right that that's that's a tough contract to to sign over. Hey, I, I've had dogs too, and I love my dogs, but sometimes you got to put your dogs down. I think this might be a scenario where <laughs> exactly. I don't know if love love is a good answer here. This is uh because you're looking at like the, this max contract. I mean, you're gonna be paying this guy fifty something million dollars three four years from now. I mean, good luck with that. Oh my god, like you better. And this sounds this doesn't even make sense, but you you better be bringing in someone else of an elite skill set to play with Harden because then he can at least be the facilitator. Like. He still has a lot of valuable skill set left in him. He's just not the guy he once was. And he's a guy, in all this load management, he was never a guy that rested. He played 82 games a night. He likes to party after. You know, yep. he likes to go out with whatever. That's his business, you know, but he's not on, like, the TB12 diet where he's taking care of his body. He's partying after all these games. So you add that with the fact that he's playing 82 games a night. Uh, he the, the offense centered around him in Houston. It's all Harden, you know, getting fouled, going to the line. You know, he's like a running back that got 30 carries a game. So, you, you know, you're playing 82 games a year, 80 games a year. You got the ball in your hands. You're playing 40 minutes. You're taking a beating every night. He's an old, what is he, 32, 33? I feel, feel like he's an old 32, 33. And, dude, he's playing like 40 minutes a night right now. Yeah. They don't take him, they don't take him off the floor. Right. It, so, I mean, what, what's the future going to look like? Everything you just said, 100% valid, man. It's – um. I don't know. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I hope we are, but it's all valid questions. If uh, 
if and when the Sixers lose this. Are you going to emotionally hedge and take the Raptors plus one and a half tomorrow? <laughs> I might take them on the money line in all seriousness. No, nah, take take the one and a half just in case Philly wins by a point. You get to move to the second round. You win your bet. There's a, there's a scenario where that happens. Look, is, is it likely? But who knows? It, it's happened. It's unlikely. I will say this, too, about the total for what it's worth. It's at 209 and a half for this game tomorrow, game six. Game three, it was 216, the under hit. Game four, it was 213, the under hit. Game five, it was 211, the under hit. Wow. Now game six, 209 and a half. Wow, are you sticking with the under? I mean, based off of that, it's it's hard not to, right? These games have been ugly. No one can score. Yeah. What was the game? I was, well, I was Miami-Atlanta last night. That was ugly for a while, too. The injuries are just hurting these playoffs between Middleton, Lowry, Embiid, Booker. Uh, same as last year. He just every night, you know, a different guy gets hurt. It's too bad. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's impacting all of these series right now. And that Memphis-Minnesota game last night was all time. Oh, my God. these Those two teams, are, it's like they're both just – it's a drunk series. I mean, there's crazy, you know, comebacks, guys gambling on inbounds passes. That series is wild. Minnesota probably would have won the series if they won last night. Crazy series, though. Yeah, I think it goes seven the way that series has been going. I don't know how it doesn't. Yeah, I haven't understood those lines where you're making six, seven-point lines in those series. Like, those teams are not that far apart. I mean, the line yesterday was six and a half. I, uh, that's one where, you, you know, similar with Toronto, you're just like, what, how is this the line? It doesn't didn't make sense. Now, look, uh, look, anything can happen. That They know more than we do when they're making these lines, but that was a strange one to me, just the whole series. Uh, I don't think these teams are that far apart. Yeah, the Heat, I mean, last night, the three games, Heat were seven-point favorites, Memphis is six-point favorite, and Phoenix is six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I think Miami closed four once the Butler news came, and that might have landed. Right. I think that landed on three. So if you got Atlanta late, well, if you got Atlanta period, you covered. Uh, so, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. But, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Um, so how are you going to handle this tomorrow? Because you got Raptors Sixers, and you got the draft. You're going to have one eye on both. You're going to have more focus on one. It's a, it's a great sports night. I love that's the best thing about draft night is that all the other sports are still going on. So you got baseball, you got the draft, you got NBA playoffs. Usually we have NHL playoffs this time of year. It's a great sports night tomorrow. How are you going to handle it? I, I have to watch the Sixers, obviously. Right. I'm not going to miss a minute of that. I'm, you got to get two TVs going yeah. and have the draft on the other one. Okay. All right. Uh, you want to you you get to the draft here? Let's do, do a little mock draft. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's have some fun with that. Because nobody, that's the one thing about these mock drafts, nobody's doing them. I feel like we'll be the only people that have a mock draft because nobody does them these days. No, when you brought that idea up, I was like, you know what? This guy, Will Hill, he's really on to something, man. Never even heard of a mock draft. No, I mean, the, the creativity that just oozes out of you. My goodness. You know, the funny thing is there's so many mock drafts and it's like anybody can do a mock draft. Everybody has one. I still kind of get suckered into reading them and enjoy them. I still like, you know what? What the no, hell? So do I. I'll click on it for 30 seconds. Oh, this guy going 16. All right. I, I buy that. Like, I just, I don't know. It's fun. Uh, well, the best part is, you you know, doesn't matter if you're wrong. Exactly. Exactly. The ones <laughs> that know? are funnier, the ones building trades. Oh, I, I project a trade at the ninth pick. It's like, all right, now you got to stop. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. You're predicting trades. Like, who's that jackass? Sorry. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Walker now minus 300 to be the first pick. Any reason he won't be? That seems like anytime there's a move like this, this dramatic, this late, it seems like uh, this will be the pick. Do you think? You think it's Walker at one? So, Jacksonville, obviously for listeners, but I'm sure they all know Jacksonville with the number one overall pick. I recorded an episode earlier this morning that should already be out if you're listening to this one, um, 
with a, a longtime NFL insider, John McMullen. He's covered the Eagles for a very long time. He's he's one of like the handful of guys that are, are credible. He uh, has a relationship with Doug Peterson. And if you remember Doug Peterson and the conflict at the end of his time in Philly, uh, management and ownership, they were not willing to give him more responsibility in personnel decisions. So John was telling me, he's like, listen, before he went down to Jacksonville, that had to have been a discussion. Like, okay, Doug, you're going to have more of an impact on who we draft, what we do, you know, building the roster. And Doug loves to go offensive linemen. So he was saying if Jacksonville doesn't trade out of it, don't be surprised if they shock some people and go uh, the O-tackle from NC State, Equano. Okay, wow. That'd be interesting. That, that, that's Listen, that is like a wild card prediction. That's He's not saying that's a, a favored prediction to happen, but he said – you know that 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 could he could see that happening. All right, just, uh, we should mention too, just from continuity standpoint, people probably listen to this on Thursday. We are recording this Wednesday night, so that's probably why we're saying tomorrow or referring to the draft tomorrow. But yeah, recording this Wednesday night draft Thursday, so that was uh, just wanted to yes. mention that. All right, let's just go one by one. Who do you think goes first? I'm gonna go with that bold prediction because wow. I it really opened my eyes when I heard it, and it, there's a lot of uh, you know credible reasons behind it. So I'm gonna go with a shocker. And Jacksonville's going uh, Iquanu from uh, NC State O-Tackle. By the way, I should mention to the audience, we are going to bet on these. Uh, whoever has the better uh, top 10 in Duh. terms of the mock, we're doing $1,000 a pick. So just a little friendly wager. So A little light, but okay. Okay. Iquanu, go Walker. I'm going to be boring. I do think it's going to be Walker. To, to okay. piggyback your point, though, uh, I've heard, and this is out there now, so this is nothing news-breaking, but that – I forget if it's the owner wants Hutchinson and the GM wants Walker or vice versa, but that they could compromise and then take the offensive tackle to appease both of them. I thought that was possible. But like I said, the more we're seeing this movement, and it's crazy, we've had four or five different you know favorites to be the number one pick. Usually this late move, somebody knows something. And it's just, isn't it amazing how these sports books always know before everyone else? This doesn't go from plus 150 on Sunday to minus 300 Wednesday night without a reason. Right. So I'm going to back this team there, right? I think there's something to it. No, I, th I think that's an excellent point, and uh, it it's hard not to see that playing out that way. All right, so you want me to go number two here? Detroit Lions are on the clock. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Yep, I got Hutchinson too. I thought for a minute they could go Thibodeau. I've heard that there's people in the Lions building that love Thibodeau, but uh, I do think they'll go with Hutchinson. One thing I don't buy, if you think Hutchinson is the best player, just pick him. The one thing, I, I the logic I don't follow, well, he's from Michigan, so we got to take him cares where he's from i mean what we're not like it's the number two pick in the draft we're not going for like uh marketability here and he's a defensive lineman like what you're going to sell a few extra tickets you're sold out anyway to me that's bizarre logic but i do think it's Hutchinson's second pick yeah unless it's someone from alabama and then i'm just talking about they've been in big games like that narrative right. that's the only narrative that should be brought up right all right, third overall, Houston Texans, because I went with a, a, a shocker there, uh, edge rusher Trayvon Walker from Georgia to the Texans. Okay, I'll go Stingley. I think the movement's been on Stingley here. I think they're going to take a corner. I wouldn't be shocked if they went sauce. Wouldn't be shocked. From this point on, I wouldn't be shocked with anything that happens, but I'll go Stingley third. Yeah. Um, now we have the Jets and the Giants, four five. New York Jets on the clock at four. Another edge rusher, Florida State, Jermaine Johnson and a lot of people are saying uh, cornerback for the Jets as well as an edge, uh, but belief around the league from some reports that I've read is that Joe Douglas 
uh, is interested in Jermaine Johnson. So we'll see. Uh, I've heard reliably that he is very interested in Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I believe Aquano, if he's there, will be the pick. And I, I believe that pretty firmly. Uh, he's over under here, four and a half. I would bet the under and I would bet it confidently. I will go Aquano if he's there. I think they will take him. Yep. And I'm pretty confident, so I'll go Aquano here at four for the Jets. Giants at five. I did see that as well, and obviously that was my bold prediction for number one, or else I probably would have him slotted in at four as well. Um, fifth overall, New York Giants on the clock. Uh, I'm going to go with the O-tackle, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. I'll go with him too. I've heard them link to him a lot. Passing system fits Dable's you know, philosophy there. I'll go Cross too. I think that's a, that's a good one. He's over under now six and a half, was seven and a half. So if you like that pick there, the unders obviously in play. The unders juice a little bit. So I'll go with cross uh, cross at five as well. Brings us to six. Who's who's picking six? It's Carolina. Carolina. Oh yeah, Carolina. Okay, you go. Yeah. All right. I'll uh I'll start now. This is interesting because Carolina has been linked to Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um. Not but buying then you it. hear Baker Mayfield. I'm not buying Pickett just because that whole regime, that whole group needs to save their job. If they don't win 10 games, if they don't make the playoffs, all those guys are fired. You're not going to take – first of all, you're not going to take a quarterback like in a normal year because that's you know usually uh, yep. you know a rebuild or a building project. Uh, and the quarterbacks aren't that good, so I have a hard time seeing Pickett. I think they have to win this year. I think they'll go uh, you know with the best player on their board, obviously. Huda, what do you got for them at six? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going pick it with them for all the reasons that you just listed, Will. Uh, I'm going to go O-tackle. I think it's a, a safe and strong pick got my guy. Uh, from Alabama, yep. Evan Neal. That's what I got, Evan Neal. I there think if go. he's there, they'll pick him. There's some rumors he's slipping that there was some medical check-in that his agents told him not to go to when he's only missed one game in college, so that was kind of fishy. And he, There's been some movement on his number, but uh, I'll stick with him at six. Seems like he's a pretty clean prospect. Otherwise, uh, I'll stay with Neal at six, though. So we still don't need of us at Thibodeau, which is interesting. Well, perfect segue. Uh, New York Giants on the clock. I'm going to go Thibodeau, edge rusher. Uh, even though I've still seen there. that the Giants Sauce is would still like there to... for both of us. What's that? Sauce is still there for both of us, right? You didn't use Sauce either? No. You didn't use Sauce? You didn't use – did you use Stingley or no? No, I haven't used Stingley. Wow, so you can go either one here. You know it would be cool if one of these New York teams took both corners? If New York just – if Giants were like, well, you know, what the hell? You're not going to pass on us. We're taking Stingley and we're taking Sauce. Probably <laughs> not going to happen. Great. I mean, dude, then that, that's what's great about this draft, actually. I'm actually really excited about this draft because you can see a lot of different things happening. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, some moonshots. Usually, you know, there's more certainty, so you can make money on the draft because of certainty. But now, you, know, you see something seven to one, eight to one that might actually have a chance to hit. I, my guess is Friday we wake up or Thursday night we're like, wow, I can't believe that guy went there. I do think we're in for some uh, for some surprises here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Do you want to start us off with uh, eighth overall Atlanta Falcons? Who did you take for seventh? You took Thibodeau. Yeah, sorry, I took Thibodeau. Um, I, I gave them cross. I'll give them sauce here. Cross and sauce. It, it, it works perfectly in the papers. Cross and sauce. I'll give them sauce at seven. For that reason alone, I think they would have to. Yeah, have, yeah. you got to do it. Uh, eight, yep. go ahead. All right, eight Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this is where I think this is, I have the first receiver now off the board. Still no quarterback, which isn't a shocker. Uh, Drake London out okay. of USC. Yeah. Uh, I'll give him Thibodeau. Okay. I wonder if Thibodeau does start to fall like this, if somebody has him high enough on their board where you see a trade up. I guess that's possible. Same thing with Sauce, but I'll, I'll give him Thibodeau eight. All right, number nine, we have the Seattle Seahawks. And the Jets passing on this guy that I'm giving to Seattle, 
I think allows for this to, to sort of check out. Uh, they're going to go cornerback out of Cincy, Ahmad Gardner. Yeah, I just used him, so I got to pick somebody else here. Uh, I just went Thibodeau. Who am I missing here? I mean, I'll give him Jamison Williams. Okay. I like that pick. No info, just uh, kind of a shot in the dark. I'll <laughs> give him Jamison Williams. <laughs> Sources, none. Some of these are some of these are good sources. Some of these are not. This one is one that's not. This one's just a stab in the stab in the yeah. My Seattle Intel is not what it used to be. Oh, yeah, I'm plugged in out there. Uh, all right, <laughs> number 10, the New York Jets. I'm going with uh, wide receiver, Jamison Williams, Alabama. Take a kicker. Come on. They need a kicker. I know. I was debating. They was actually debating. have props on that guy, Ariza, who I think, does he punt and kick? I think he might just be a punter. I think he's like New Mexico State. He's a lethal punter. I think his over-under is like 117 and a half. There is a number on him. Uh, you took Jamison Williams for 10. I'll take your guy. Jets will be very happy if this took place. They get Icky with the first pick, and they get Jermaine Johnson at 10, who I know they really like, as you mentioned. So I'll give him Jermaine Johnson at 10. There you go. That probably makes a lot more sense. Um the, the, those two or three picks on on your end, but then Seattle could steal him at nine. We'll see. We'll see. I I, don't, I think if he's there at ten, they would take him. I'm pretty sure of that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I will. don't know why I gave Seattle Jamison Williams. They have Metcalf unless they trade Metcalf. That was a bad one. I should have given him somebody else. Who am yeah, I missing? You screwed here? up there. I screwed up there. That was a bad one. Yeah, it's all right, man. You're not perfect, as you know, despite what people think. Exactly. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Anyone, you, any of these picks, like any of these bets you feel great about, anything you're like, you're really sold on? No, absolutely not one thing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to the listeners. Yeah. It'll be, it makes it fun. <laughs> I'd like, it, do you have anything that you're like, you're locked in and confident about right now? Uh, I do feel good about Aquano going forth if he's there. So under four and a half for Aquano, I'd feel really good about. Uh, I like that. Cross was sitting under seven and a half for a while. Uh, I would probably, you know, still six and a half. It's cutting it close. I, I do think, you know, he doesn't get past Carolina probably. Other than that, there's been a lot of movement. Stingley made a, a late charge to be the third pick. Um, you know, it, it's been fun. It, it's been kind of fun. It, not having big-time quarterbacks kills it a little bit, but this last week or so, uh, I've gotten into it a little bit. Who uh, who do people want Philly to pick? What picks do Philly have and who do people want? They're 15 and 18. Um it's always about wide receiver. Like the Eagles have drafted a wide receiver in the first round for three straight years. And people talk about, you know, the swings and misses last year. Oh, you can't be upset about it. Devonte Smith goes 10th after how he moves up from 12. Um, but then you have guys like Jalen Rager in the past who have just been massive strikeouts looking, not even striking, uh, striking out swing in there. So a Philly so forgiving. They don't a, hold that against anybody. It's not like they hold a grudge over that pick or anything. No, and it's not really like Philly to hold grudges at no. all. So, you know, it's uh, hard to go with another think, receiver. You're going to go with another receiver? I guess you could. I guess you could. I, I don't want him to. Yeah. Who do you want? Anyone you really want? Not real. Like, I, I want him to go um, defensive lineman. And, yeah. you know, if somehow Jordan Davis out of Georgia, the D tackle, if he can fall to 15 or maybe Howie figures out a way to move up a couple spots, but. Uh, I'd be a little bit surprised if he's available at 15, but that seems like a Howie Roseman move. You look at their track record. Uh, 2010, they've had the th when they had the 13th overall pick, they went Brandon Graham. 2012, they had the 12th overall pick, they went Fletcher Cox. 2017, they had the 14th overall pick, they went Derek Barnett. This year, they're they're 15th, so it makes sense for that trend to maybe continue. Yeah, I could see that. Anybody that would be falling that you'd want, like if Thibodeau starts to fall, is it Thibodeau or Thibodeau? I keep, I feel like I say both. Yeah, I mean, I just go off of 
the NBA coach. It's okay. That's kind of what I do, which I don't even know yeah. which that one is. I think it's Thibodeau. I think it's Thibodeau. This is fascinating. They say this is tips. a fascinating podcast right now. Um, anybody that yeah, we're killing it. Anybody that would you know, if you see them falling, you want them to trade up and get. No, because I, I mean, yeah, like obviously some of the big names, like I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, any of the any of the top four edge rushers, like I, I would absolutely love. So if Howie can pull off a trade to somehow get one of those guys, especially if one of them falls, but I, I don't see that happening. Do you? I think there's a scenario where Thibodeau could fall. Like I said, I think anything's on the table because I don't know who yeah. these guys are going to pick. Like, I don't know who Houston's going to take. I'm feeling pretty good that it's going to be Walker, then Hutchinson. And then I think at three, it sounds like they're going to take a corner, but who knows? They could trade. They could take Neil. They could take a Quanu. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of certainty. Like I said, the one thing I do feel pretty good about, I think the Jets at four, if Aquanu's there, they'll take him. Um, but I don't I don't know what Houston's going to do at three. I guess, like, just by our scenarios here, there's a, a scenario where – Thibodeau starts to fall, you know, seven, eight. At that point, does somebody get tempted and say, all right, we'll give up a two next year to move up three or four spots if that gets it done? I don't know. Um, you know, I mentioned Jordan Davis, and, you know, I said I don't think he's going to be available at 15. I, I did see uh, the draft position is at 13 and a half for him, and the under is priced at even, even money. There you go. So, you know, that's a bet I would maybe jump on. Any of these quarterback Philly wouldn't draft a quarterback in any of these rounds, or would they? They would, I guess, if there's a guy that they like in you know day two or day three. But there hasn't been a lot of there hasn't been a lot of connections there pointing to that. Any quarterback in this group you think will be good? Whether it's Corral, Howell, I feel like Howell slept on a little bit. He was like the Heisman, you know, darling coming into this year. The Golden Boy has a bad year sometimes. Those guys can, uh, you know, with the pedigree, can can pop in the NFL under the right coaching. So, you know, how if you can get him second, third round, I don't know if that's a scenario. I don't love a lot of these guys. Corral, Pickett, I'm not a fan of Willis. Uh, anyone you like in particular or not really? No, not really. I the Corral's interesting because now there's reports that he's not, you know, he's a partier and he's not dedicated. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not around yeah. that, that dude. I have no idea what he does. But – that's an interesting story. I think I'm with you. I, I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett at all. I think he's going to be a career third stringer if he's lucky. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard Matt Schaub. I've heard Andy Dalton, which, look, those guys had long careers, made you know, had some good years, made a lot of money. It's just with the, yeah. the quarterback level in this league with Mahomes and Josh Allen and, and Burrow and Allen, you need a superhero. You need like an A-plus stud, you know, decent B-minus, C-plus. It doesn't do a lot for me. So I'd rather, I'd rather swing for the fences even if I got to strike out uh, I don't want the C plus guy. I just it doesn't do anything for me. But you look at the history of you know NFL drafts, and you, you typically find a diamond in the rough, yeah. meaning round four or five. Where is that guy at this year? If he's if he's there, yeah, like Dak went round four. Romo went late. Romo might have been undrafted. You know, even Cousins for all his flaws, I think was round four. Wilson yeah. was round three. So yeah, you get him. Obviously Brady round seven. So, yeah, yeah. You, you can get him. It's not likely, but look, it's not – even picking him in the first round is 50-50 at best. So, yeah, I'm with you. My guess would be one of these guys probably emerges, whether it's Ritter, Howell, Pickett. You know, if you're going to get one good quarterback out of this class, probably. Just finding out who, figuring out who, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, you look at all the times where we're talking about four, five, six uh, quarterbacks that could be gone in the first round and how many of those guys end up even panning out? One or two if we're lucky? Yeah. Last one before we go. Which, Where do you think the first quarterback goes? What pick? 
Willis is like 15 and a half now. Pickett is like 16 and a half. Uh, I've seen some 18 and a half on him. I think he went down to 16 and a half. Where do you think we finally see our, our first quarterback? Probably not in the top 10. Probably not, you know, maybe in the top 15. I don't know. Where do you think? Well, neither of us had a quarterback in our in no, our top 10. I didn't really right? even think about it. <laughs> right. Like, n- neither of us blinked twice. We didn't even really get into it no. that we just casually went through 10 picks without even talking talking about a quarterback. Um I don't know, man. I don't even know if a quarterback goes in in the top twenty. Like the last, the last list that I saw that I liked, where like this is an example. This is not my my thought here. I'm at fifteen. This this mock doesn't have a quarterback. Sixteen, no quarterback. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Pittsburgh Steelers get Malik Willis. Interesting. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. I think eighteen to twenty. Would be shocked if somebody pulls the trigger, trades up at like 15. No, I mean, you figure all it takes is one team. They'll really like the guy, but again, don't know who that is or where that comes in. And then, yeah, so interesting. So Malik Willis, just off of this one one list I'm looking at to Pittsburgh, and then um, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati going to Tennessee. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of teams, uh, or a lot of guys have Tennessee taking a quarterback at some point, and a lot of teams. Uh, are projected to trade, you know, trade up at, at the end of the first round, or like Detroit take one at 32. So I think we might see a run on them late first round, but I don't know top 10, top 15, top 20, even uh, how many we're going to see. I saw a lot of Kenny Pickett going to Detroit, like you said, with the 32nd yeah. overall pick. I think that's interesting. Like, does Pickett end up a first rounder, a day one guy, or a day two guy? You already have Kenny Pickett. His name is Jared Goff. I mean, you don't need another Kenny Pickett. I don't know why you, why you do that, but who knows. <laughs> They're they're Detroit, man. That's a good point. All right, Ryan. Good luck tomorrow, man. This was fun. We'll do it again next week. All right, brother. Good stuff. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Ryan Rothstein. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the draft. We'll be back Monday. Uh, If you're thinking, boy, you should be on tomorrow to give us your reaction for these picks, you'd be disappointed because I'll get some guests on. I'll get some good guests on to break down um, who the Giants and Jets drafted. I watch college football, but look, uh, like most of you, I mean, sit here and pretend like, you know, I can break down Charles Cross and it's a good pick or it's a bad pick or Iki Aquanu. I have no idea. These offensive linemen, I know plenty about sports, baseball, basketball, football. I know a lot about sports, I know about these offensive linemen. I can listen to other people. I can read other people. I have no idea about these offensive linemen. Chances are you don't either. So try to get some good guests on to break these guys down, but. Your guess is as good as mine when it comes to a lot of these offensive linemen, even some of the quarterbacks. Like I, I'm, I got opinions on the quarterbacks, but that's about it. I mean, the skill players, the receivers. All right, you can tell from college, you can maybe you know have an idea. But when it comes to these offensive linemen, defensive linemen, uh, especially the offensive linemen, I mean, the technique and do they bend their knees? It's, it's uh, it, it's really hard. And I don't want to sit here and be a phony and be like, oh, Charles Cross, great pick. You know, he's going to make eight Pro Bowls. I have no idea. So we'll get some guests on. We'll break it down. Enjoy the draft. A great sports weekend ahead of us. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.